Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week, we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And today, we continue our series called Codes for a Healthy Earth, Cultivating Peace with All of Life. We are talking with global leaders discussing personal, cultural, and planetary health and how that health can essentially create peace for all life on Earth. And imagine, imagine an intercultural, intergenerational, and interfaith collective joining forces to amplify the impact of all people and groups working to make the world a safer and more inclusive place. My guest and his team at Unity Earth weave threads of unity within the colorful diversity of the human family and the ecosystems that sustain us. Together, we're going to talk more about how these codes for a healthy Earth fosters that unity and peace across the planet. Citizens of Earth are uniting around a whole systems healing framework that effectively supports citizen-led self-organization at the local and global levels to realize our shared needs and aspirations for a healthy Earth. Today, we're talking to the founder of Unity Earth. I invite you to take a few conscious breaths, open your mind and heart, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Ben Bowler is the executive director of Unity Earth, a global network building a worldwide movement for unity and peace. Ben is also the founder of Blood Foundation, Monk for a Month, Muslim for a Month, World Weavers, and OneGod.com. Ben has a unique capacity to empower and uplift individuals, organizations, and grassroots movements, working together collectively towards unity and peace in the world. Welcome, Ben. Well, wonderful, uh, Julie, to be with you on the show, and thank you for that very warm and generous introduction. Well, thank you. I um, wanted to read your whole bio because there's so much depth and breadth to who you be on the planet in this time space right now. And yet I'm just anxious to get into this conversation with you. So, Ben, I like to, um, this is your first time on the show, which is hard for me to believe. But so, <laughs> so welcome to the Dr. It's, Julie show. It's great to be here. We've been talking about it feels like for a year or so, but it's just really, really a wonderful honor, Julie, to be to be here with you. And I'm super excited to uh, get into this conversation with you. Oh, thank you. Well, I like to kind of ground our conversation in the wider perspective of a whole worldview. So I'm going to start with our traditional first question here on the show, Ben, and ask if you can share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you? Mm, wonderful. Um, I, I guess it's part of the, the idea that everything belongs and everything has its place and, and there's nothing that's outside 
of that belonging uh, and that that belonging is all inclusive and all embracing uh, and that every element uh, has its place in right relationship to other elements and in right relationship to the whole. Uh, and it's, it's, it really is for me that sense of belonging, Julie, I think. It's about being at home in the universe, uh, regardless of uh, where we are or whatever element it is that we're looking at, uh, you know, however it fits into the whole system. So there's, there's nothing there that's just got utilitarian value to be used. Uh, everything in and of itself uh, exists in a web of belonging, uh, and it all has value uh, and dignity. So, yeah, that means that that real warmth of of being at home and being in right relationship to all things. Mm. The word belonging is r- really an endearing way to talk about all things connected. Ben, when I hear belonging, I'm thinking about every human being having the capacity to feel that sense of belonging and wouldn't that contribute to world peace well you know it's it's amazing it's uh the, the isolation that we experience in our societies is uh we know we all know this but it's 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 so endemic and and we all have family and friends that are suffering like deeply deeply existentially suffering from disconnection and uh and isolation and feeling the aloneness and 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 that's Definitely, uh, without any doubt, that's 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 at least uh, in part a byproduct of our culture in the West um, that has separated things out, and that has uh, you know uh, separated uh, humanity from the natural world and looked at that relationship as one to be exploited, uh, and looked at that relationship as one to be used, um, and 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 in that separation, in that uh, process of um, kind of stepping away from the intuitive aspects of life, which of course our indigenous cultures still maintain and have had for tens of thousands of years. But in that rational, in that prioritizing of the rational over the intuitive, we've created this very profound separation. And it's not just an idea or an ideology. It's a reality for so many people and uh, tremendous suffering and tremendous sadness in the world as a result. So the work uh, that you're doing on this radio show and good of the whole and you know, and, and, and everybody in this movement that's really working to bring things back into right relationship, Julie, I think is profound work and, 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 and has a deep psychological impact uh, as well as on you know, many other layers as well. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for presencing that today. I think that that's a really beautiful foundation for, for this entire conversation today. And, and so that brings me to Unity Earth. Ben, the work you're doing uh, at Unity Earth is so inspiring and there's so many layers to what you're doing. But more specifically right now, you're taking on a very large global project of that road to 2020 and, and global peace. I'd love for you to tell us about the foundations of Unity Earth and then we can move into the road to 2020 and what's going on. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks, Julian. Thanks for the opportunity to share it. It's a, you know, it's a, it's an amazing story. And um, I guess for me personally, uh, the story begins with my dad. And uh, my father was a, an earth scientist here in Australia, who in the late '60s and early '70s uh, was quite mysteriously involved in the discoveries of human remains, which completely changed our understanding of um, the antiquity of human occupation of Australia. So. Um, you know, prior to the discoveries of Mungo Lady and Mungo Man, 
uh, the scientific view was that Aboriginal people had been here maybe ten or twelve thousand years. But these these discoveries are full full skeletal remains. Skeletal remains are preserved in the dunes of an ancient, now dry, uh, but but formerly a very fertile inland sea, basically a big lake system. Um, were forty to forty five thousand years old. And in the late uh, 60s and early 70s, this, you know, as I said, transformed our understanding. So Mungo Man was found in 1974. I, I was born in 1973. So, I mean, my whole life had sort of been there dominating, uh, you know, in many different ways, psycho-spiritually, I'm sure. It's had a huge impact, not just on me, but on my siblings and, and, and my whole family. And uh, so that's a big part of the story for us because the, the human remains of, of this uh, Mungo Man, well, firstly, Julie, they were discovered uh, fully uh, articulate skeleton, but also ceremonially buried, covered with uh, red pellets of ochre uh, and, a, and, a, and a ceremonial fire. Uh, now, when you think about that 45,000, it's hard for us to get ahead around. Now, these are fully modern humans. Mm. Uh, so it's it's a, it's a an indication of consciousness. It's an indication of, a, of an understanding of connection to the earth and connection to the cosmos uh, that is utterly mind-boggling at that antiquity. And of course, Mungo Man and Mungo Lady still have actual living descendants here in Australia as the Aboriginal people. Uh, so it's it's clearly the oldest living culture on earth. So that's really been a big part of, you know, my, um, uh, uh, I think, formation, let's say. And then in, in the 1993, finally, Mungo Lady was returned back to that. So it's a World Heritage Area out there in central New South Wales and um, or southwestern New South Wales. But the human remains of Mungo Man uh, were kept at the university, at the Australian National University in Canberra for many, many years. And uh, all of the elders, uh, the Aboriginal elders, were at great pains to want to return their ancestor back to the land. It was a deep heartbreak. Uh, and some of them actually passed on, uh, passed away without ever seeing that dream fulfilled. And so it was a bit of a tussle between the bureaucrats and the scientists and the Aboriginal people. And long, long story short, the, the, the human remains were finally returned in November 2017. And, and that was something at that stage that Unity Earth got involved in, in a quiet way, uh, but got involved in raising money and putting together an event and bringing Aboriginal people from, um, from all around Australia to, com- to commemorate that return to country. And uh, it's very deeply significant on many levels. Uh, here in Australia, there are you know 200 different language groups of Aboriginal people. That, uh, there's not a lot of things which really uh, bind, strongly bind all of them together. But this was an opportunity to really bring uh, not just Aboriginal people together, but also uh, representatives of all different cultures together to honour uh, this um, this ancient uh, ancestor of modern humanity. Uh, and, and not only that, but uh, to really acknowledge the uh, sophistication of the Aboriginal culture in Australia, which is, as I think you know, many of your listeners will know or will have at least heard, uh, there's been tremendous degradation and uh, tremendous uh, oppression uh, and uh, racism uh, here in this country since, since it was uh, the Europeans arrived. So an opportunity just to honour uh, the, the depth of, of that tradition it was a very powerful symbolic event. And, and I start with that today, Julie, because it's really in some senses, you know, the heart of the origin of, uh, of Unity Earth. We actually don't use the word founder for Unity Earth. There are a bunch of us involved at the start of it. Uh, and, and, and more than anything, it actually feels like Unity Earth has been 
uh, you know, founding us rather than the other way around. It's uh, kind of got a mind and a heart of its own. So that was a return to country in November 2017. But Unity Earth had already existed prior to that. And we'd kicked off uh, the road to 2020, which you've mentioned. We launched that with a beautiful event uh, in New York uh, in October 2016. And that was at the little chapel across from the United Nations called Tillman Chapel. It's sometimes referred to as the UN Chapel. It's a beautiful little space. Got an interfaith um it's an interfaith space. And so we we brought musicians and artists and spiritual leaders at an Indigenous uh, ceremony to open it up and different speakers and uh, people reading from Rumi and, you know, singing Bob Marley songs. Like it was a very eclectic and wonderful, colourful opening. And that's kind of, you know, been the flavour of everything we, we've been doing for, for many years, bringing all these different elements together, in particular the wisdom tradition, spirituality, and, and, and music in particular. And so that was the launch of the Road to 2020 in October 2016 during the UN uh, Week of Spirituality, and that was something that Dr. Kurt Johnson is very heavily involved in and the uh, the committee, there's actually a UN committee on, spir- on spirituality values and global concerns uh, who do wonderful work you know, wanting to get the spiritual conversation into uh, the United Nations, uh, you know, kind of worlds. So uh, that was a beautiful kickoff. And then since then, Julie, as you know, we've done these series of events all around the world and we're getting ready. We're getting ready for, I guess, kind of the, you know, climactic uh, sections, uh, India in November this year, the Middle East, which I'd love to talk to you more about in February 2020. And then, of course, the Caravan of Unity across America in September next year. Mm. So there's a lot right there, Ben, and I and I do. We'll do another show. I want to talk about um, the Middle East. I want to talk. I want. I will definitely do um, another show, another conversation closer to the caravan. But the thing mm. that I just want to presence here, because I think it's very um, poignant to the conversation as we move into later in the second half of the show, the codes for healthy earth is you have this real depth of interspiritual DNA in you, in your bones, in your cells. It amazes me when you, so your story about the Aboriginal people and including the indigenous, there's, there's this deep, deep sense of wisdom, but there's this universality in your sense of, of the world as well. Can you just give us a, a little foundation of where that comes from? <laughs> uh, well, it comes from, <clears throat> In, in in essence, Julie, it comes from many places and it comes from one. And, and I think that's the, you know, that's the, if you like, the code uh, for the, the, the cosmos. I mean, we talk about yeah. unity in di- diversity, um, but it, it comes from many places and it comes from one. I've been r- ridiculously blessed in my experiences in life. I've been able to absorb traditions from Asia and from, uh, Europe. I mean, I grew up, I guess if I can, you know, kind of jump in there. So, so actually kind of a fair bit of it goes back to my dad again. Uh, he's a very interesting character, not only a scientist, but a deeply mystical kind of Catholic who's, who's, um, absolute guru. Uh, he might not use that word, but, but there's no doubt he's absolute guru is Teilhard de Chardin. And I know a lot of your listeners know Teilhard and a lot of, you know, new age people quote Teilhard and, but, but Teilhard, I mean, was uh, an extraordinary visionary, you know, rooted in uh, the depths of the cosmic Christ. 
And yet at the same time, seeing uh, the panoramic unfolding of the evolution of cosmos and the cosmogenesis and, you know, everything that Teilhard uh, kind of, you know, felt and saw, I think uh, my dad has absorbed through his university days and through his science. And, and the other thing too is Teilhard spent a lot of time in China. Jim spent a lot of time in China uh, doing, uh, Teilhard was a paleontologist. Jim was a geomorphologist, but, you know, who stumbled, who kept stumbling across his old human remains. Um, so just remarkable parallels, quite mystical, powerful parallels. So, so that's a part of, I guess I've absorbed a part of that. And then through my own journeys, uh, in spending time in China as a young boy, uh, when I was there with the family, we were out in, uh, uh, Western, right on the Tibetan plateau for three months. And as a 12 year old, you know, sort of grown up in the Canberra suburbs to be able to go and spend three months basically in Tibet in 1985, back when there were no Westerners around. Uh, you know, we were teaching my mum and my sister and I, while well, dad was off doing his science work, we were teaching English to, well, practicing English with uh, at the university with uh, those students who were going to go on and become English teachers. And we just had the most incredible, powerful cultural experience um, and spiritual experience. So many things have kind of, you know, uh, been a part of that formation. And then as I got older, uh, spending time in Thailand. Uh, my wife, Yuldo, and I spent six years in Thailand. You mentioned monk for a month earlier. Mm-hmm. We started that program. So that was a deep dive into Theravada Buddhism. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, not naturally inclined uh, as much to, towards Buddhism. So to spend that much time there and getting so deeply immersed and, you know, really having that depth of appreciation for that tradition and, and then going to Turkey and doing the Sufi uh, immersion program. And just the more, the more of these things we did through world weavers, which is these spiritual adventures. Um, the more of these things we did, Julie, the more I realized just uh, how, um, how real it is that all of these traditions are doorways to truth. All of these traditions are pathways to reality and all of them, contain unique gems they're not all the same uh you know we know that uh, they all contain unique value and unique uh characteristics and 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 um and identities that that are special and valuable and so the more i experienced all of them i mean i just can't say all of them but the more i experienced more of them uh the more i guess i absorbed um i absorbed that 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 understanding and and that was really in a sense the precursor to what then became uh, onegod.com, which was an idea to really hold that banner high that uh, with all of this diversity and with all of this incredible be- beauty of our world's wisdom traditions, that ultimately behind that there is one universal reality. Yep, and it goes by many names, and you know that's a whole. That's probably a whole show in itself. But uh, in terms of my own journey, I've just been extremely fortunate to have all these experiences. And, and I do think, Julie, that, te- that, that, that experience is the master teacher. I really admire people who read a lot. I admire people who study and, you know, really absorb knowledge through that, that, that you know, intellectual path. And, and I value that as well. But I do think that experience is the master teacher. Until you actually go and have an experience with something, it's a very different order of knowledge rather than reading about something. And so I've been fortunate enough to have incredible experiences. And uh, I guess, you know, I've said yes to, to a lot of things. That's, that's probably been my doorway into having these rich experiences. And along the, along the road, uh, I've been able to um, engage with and connect with many, many, many different traditions and lineages. My first trip to India, when we did a World Weavers, again, did a Mystic Express with some of our Unity Earth family across India and a deep dive into, you know, some of the Hindu roots and the Sikh roots and the Sufi traditions in India. 
uh, and the and you know the the the, uh, the other traditions that are so rich and present there. And again, it was another do- series of doorways opening up. So it's one of those things, Julie. I think that they say you know the more you learn, uh, the more you realise how little you know. Uh, that's definitely been the case for me, um, and just the endless unfolding. Of, of wisdom that's available to us on this planet. It's it, it's literally infinite. Um, but, you know, we've got to show up and we've got to throw ourselves into it. We've got to have an open mind and an open heart and we've got to be able to put aside some preconce- preconceptions from time to time in order to take that journey. Uh, and so that's been, you know, really re- enriching for me and I think that's probably where that sense of a deep, you know, respect for all of the different traditions, going back to the indigenous and then the religions of revelation, uh, from the from the Middle Eastern traditions, the religions of uh, of uh, enlightenment from India. I mean, it's such a rich banquet that we have. And I know Kurt, Dr. Kurt Johnson, building on the work of uh, Wayne Teasdale, who originally used the word interspiritual, who coined the word interspiritual, you know, talks about there's this beautiful image of a vast banquet of food that's available to us uh, as humans on the planet. Now, the banquet, you know, is made up of all the world's wisdom traditions, and we get to taste and sample and the you know in our freedom we get to um we get to enjoy what we like and and that's a good analogy because each of those dishes is different each of those different uh, dishes is unique some of them are spicy some of them are sweet uh they're all got the sort of a unique flavor to them uh and yet they all belong going back to our original kind of uh, opening they all belong they all belong and they're all part of this incredible banquet of human wisdom tradition, which belongs to all of us, belongs to, it's the accumulated inheritance for all of humanity, for us and for our children and children to come. I really appreciate the message that they all belong. Um, and it, it helps to really shift the way we look at, the, you know, and, and judge that we have judged in the past. The thing that you brought up about experience, I think is important. And, and before we go to break, I'd really love to hear you um, Talk about the experience of these events, because what I've learned from you, Ben, in attending your events and following you is that you have very specifically designed this series of events with components that create this experience and give us this sense of, of universal from, from healing the land to, to music to indigenous ceremony. You, you create experience and, and, give, and give experience through Unity Earth and, and the events that you're having. Can you, can you talk about that for a minute? Sure. We've been really blessed, Julie, to uh, have extraordinary, and I mean extraordinary, uh, leaders and uh, individuals come into our um, web, I suppose, at Unity Earth or come into the ecosystem at Unity Earth. And um, and people, leaders, I'm, I'm thinking of one in particular, a musician called Kristen Hoffman, who she comes to our events, will we'll sing. And that, there's nothing, there's no way you can describe experiencing uh, Kristen's performance. It, it's transformative. And the number of people that are touched uh, and moved and awakened and, 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 um, uh, and, 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 and really connected at their core, which is one of the name of one of her songs, is, is extraordinary. So we at Unity Earth, we get to, uh, you know, work with these amazing spiritual leaders, this incredible indigenous wisdom. Some of these people are so amazing. Uh, the wisdom that they hold, the wisdom that they carry. So in ceremony or just even in the way that they speak, 
uh, is, is it changes the atmosphere of a room. So, you know, we can only take so much credit at Unity Earth for creating the space or setting the space, but it's really these, um, the, these uh, brilliant uh, leaders and, uh, and creators that come in and do their thing, whether it's ceremony, whether it's an inspirational talk, whether it's a profound transformative piece of music, uh, or whether it's a deep healing prayer. Uh, or whether it's a guided meditation, or there are many, many, many different elements that people are offering, uh, and that, uh, as we say, everything everything has its place. So the 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 whole of that, uh, you know, any one of those pieces is profound. But when you put it together in a whole experience over a day or over seven days, uh, some of the events are like a U Day festival coming up in the Holy Land in February. Uh, it's it's mind blowing, heart opening, transformative. It's uh, it really is something that stays with you forever. Those relationships and those experiences and those insights. Um, you know that the 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 feelings might fade over time, but the but the reality of what you've experienced in that in that peak moment is uh, un it's indelible. So I think that you know uh, again bringing the parts together and each of those parts is brilliant, and, and then the sum of the parts, the the whole together is something quite astounding. And yeah, we've, I mean, I, I get to experience it really just like you do. So in many senses, I'm a, I'm a witness and a, and a, and a participant as much as anyone. Uh, and so I yeah, com- completely understand what you're saying. And it is something very, very special. We're very honored and humbled by, um, you know, when that shows up, when, when that, when that spirit shows up, it's, um, it takes us all on a journey. And I think that's really important in our own, in our own, lives to be able to touch that fire and feel that fire and, and carry that. And then when we come together, uh, it really just gives us um, incredible uh, strength because I'm going to say this as well, you know, this journey is not always easy. Um, the work that you do and, and, and the heavy lifting that people are doing on the, on the fringe of evolution, it's not easy. Uh, you know, it can be fun and it can be joyful and it is often those things. And, and sometimes it's at a great personal cost. Um, there's, there's effort and uh, there's sacrifice. Uh, often involved, uh, and and I'm just saying that because I think it's uh, real, it's realistic. And so when we come together and have these moments of inspiration and transcendence, man, it's just so worth it, and it's so incredible, and it's so uplifting. Uh, so yeah, that's um, part of the Unity Earth experience. Beautiful. If you are listening and are interested in participating in one of those Unity Earth experiences, you can find out so much more at unity.earth. I'm Julie Kroll. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show. When we return, we'll explore more with Ben Bowler, Executive Director of Unity Earth. We'll be right back. meditation channel non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new empower radio app music to empower your meditation help you relax sleep or provide a calm background while you work the empower meditation channel is interruption free listen now with the empower radio app free in the app store or listen online at empower.fm soothe your soul calm your mind the Empower Meditation Channel. Every three minutes, another woman gets the news that she has breast cancer. And here are some of the first words she hears. Hertenew oncogene, aromatase inhibitor, ductal carcinoma in situ. What do these words mean? 
How are you going to decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? Listen to me, Shirley Jones. As soon as you get your diagnosis, go to breastcancer.org. It's a special place on the Internet where you can learn how to say all those breast cancer words and find out what they mean. At breastcancer.org, you can learn more about your particular kind of cancer and your treatment options. Prepare a list of questions for your next doctor's visit and get all kinds of other useful information to guide you and your family through this. Breastcancer.org, the first place to go the minute you find out you have breast cancer. My dad came to live with us last month and you know, it's going pretty well. I feel like I never have time for myself. With him being around more, it really lets us catch up on things. His memory isn't what it used to be. We get up and we have coffee. He usually wakes up at 4.30. Then we go for a walk. He needs lots of my attention. I do need to keep an eye on his medications, though. That's important. Sometimes I feel like a pharmacist. I'd say John and the kids are adjusting pretty well. They honestly have no idea what I'm going through. It can be a little challenging. Help. But so far, so good. I could really use just a little help. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Getting your child home safely. Tap your heels together three times. It's just a click away. There is no place like home. But making sure your child is in the right seat is just one of the steps down the road to safer travels. I don't know how it works. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. There's no better way to get home safely. Know for sure that your child is in the right seat. How can I ever thank you enough? Get all the facts at safercar.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Empower Radio. Empowering you 24-7. Online at empowerradio.com. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on my Facebook page, all Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. Watch for more information on the codes for a healthy earth in the weeks to come. More is going to be coming out. The platform is building, the resources, the support. There's so much there. I encourage you to go check that out at codes.earth. The codes not only inspire and cultivate peace with all of life, they have a unique potential to contribute significantly to our collective pathway forward and i am here today with the director of unity earth ben bowler and ben thank you you um wow when i'm thinking about unity earth and everything that you've just described it is clearly a comprehensive body of um what would be the right word for me to say um just this grounded sense of demonstrating what 
the capacity of the codes have. So the codes for healthy earth, we're going to, we're going to switch and, and move into the codes for healthy earth. They offer a foundational whole system framework that supports citizens and working together. And this is the part that I'm referring to when I think of you, it's, they really support people in working together across national, cultural, and ideological boundaries for radical system transformation. Literally, citizens can pick up these codes for a healthy earth and create quite rapid social and ecological regeneration. There's so much potential in these codes. The thing and why I'm so happy that I have you here with us to talk about them today is that inter- being that international, intercultural, interspiritual uh, reality of these codes, I'm I'm really impressed how the co-initiators of these codes have written them to really cross cultures and boundaries like that. Can you can you speak a little bit to the universality of the codes and your understanding from this place? Sure, sure, Julie. Thank you very much. Where Unity Earth is, uh, you know, really honoured to be uh, a, a proud partner and supporter of Codes for the Health Codes for a Healthy Earth, and um, very excited to see the development of it and uh, to have played a small role in in the in the development. Um, and and uh, Shelley Ostroff, who's we've been working with for a number of years now. Uh, with seven days of rest and other initiatives, and Dr. Shelley Ostroff is also uh, part of and, and played a very key role in what's coming in the Middle East. Of course, uh, Shelley's based in Jerusalem, um, and Shelley and Jan Golding, uh, who are really the, the creators uh, of of this document in many ways, or the originators of this document, uh, so someone that we have a lot of respect for and a lot of uh, appreciation uh, for the powerful work that they're doing. So. I think the codes for a healthy earth are a really significant development, particularly when we look at how are we going to uh, harness uh, all these energies around the world to build a essentially uh, grassroots, uh, you know, citizen-led uh, movement uh, towards uh, sustainability and peace uh, on our planet. And uh, this, you know, document really does a beautiful job of outlining um, the, the challenges uh, that we're facing and also the solution. And the solution, as you just said, Julie, this whole systems um, uh, re redesign around these values and these values that, as you say, go across national, cultural, ideological barriers and really restore uh, the well-being of all life on Earth. Uh, and and uh, nothing less than that is going to suffice. So I think that the document is uh, is clean, it's succinct, it's um, it covers a lot of territory and it provides a good foundation around for which to orientate. One of the challenges that, uh, uh, you know, we have in going from this threshold of, um, you know, you can talk about it in integral terms for those that are familiar with that language, but going from sort of a, a relativistic uh, perspective into something that's a bit, got a bit more, um, uh, uh, unity to it, actual unity to it, uh, is uh, is is having uh, platforms around which to coalesce and having um, basic principles, uh, foundations around uh, which to really uh, connect us and hold us together in uh, in orbit together. Um, because we've seen so often through the movements, uh, whether they're ecological or whether they're social, whatever these movements are, everything's just so prone to splintering and so prone to sort of going off in its own direction. And unfortunately, you know, 
Um, that's not going to cut it right, uh, right now at this time on the planet. Uh, we, we have to find a way to organize uh, and orientate ourselves uh, in, in unity and in, in unison to a certain degree so that we can act together uh, with, with great power to, to meet the challenges that we face, which are enormous. So the Codes for a Healthy Earth, I think, uh, is, is, is such a document that gives us a foundation around which many, many different groups, organizations, uh, uh, and uh, you know, nationalities, even ideologies, can, can connect and adopt and, uh, and, and to build that cohesive um, you know, cooperation that we need so much at this time. So we're very honored, very proud to be a part of Codes for a Healthy Earth and looking forward to them uh, really you know, being propagating far and wide uh, around the world in short order. Mm. You know, I thank you for that, Ben. I I really appreciate so many different things about the codes, and one of the things that that seems to be this unifying principle that we can all get behind is that literally our personal, collective, and planetary health are all so interconnected and interdependent. And um, in fact, this is one of the um, declarations that the codes make is that humanity, for humanity to thrive, the entire planetary ecosystem must thrive. And so I, I think our health, our individual health, our cultural health, our collective health, our planetary health is something we can all get behind and go, well, of course, you know, pure water is essential. Clean air is essential. Vit- vitalizing food is essential. So um, when you think of unifying, you, you brought up that we must even perhaps move in unison coming moving forward. Um, it seems like this is just natural medicine for what ails us on the planet. When we're talking about unity earth and we're talking about everything we talked about in the first half, it seems like coming together around our health as a foundation seems so unifying and gives us pathways to move in unison. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do uh, think so, Julian, I agree with you. And I know that, um, I know that uh, that Dr. Shelley Ostroff's got a very beautiful concept called the Vitality Code, which is, I think, you know, a, a lot of that idea is embedded throughout these codes for a healthy Earth, and it's a it's a simple idea that the part and the whole really exist to to make sure that everything's in optimal vitality or opt- optimal health. And you know, in some senses, going back to the the indigenous um, stories, uh, our indigenous forebears um, uh, kind of kind of had, you know, had this knowledge and wisdom innately, uh, and so they there was a deep know, knowing of the interrelationship between humanity and nature, and uh, and, and in fact an indivisibility there. You know, humanity is a part of nature, uh, and and, uh, and you can't separate them out. Um, and I think you know, in our Western journey of you know inverted commas enlightenment, um, we've lost that, and uh, we started to subjugate nature, and we started to see it as a utilitarian value and a way to to get uh, you know material wealth and comfort, and uh, and so we we put ourselves above the natural world, and this is the great division or the great uh, um, you know kind of uh, schism I guess between humanity and nature that we're now needing urgently to restore, and I see that these codes for a healthy earth. Julie, are part of that restorative process of getting back to what is an, essentially an innate understanding, um, uh, and and maybe and maybe it's a uh, a new understanding 
that has room for both, uh, that humanity's ability to self-reflect actually does put us in an interesting category on this planet. And at the same time, it is, um, it is, uh, it is, it is, uh, you know, I, I guess, um, uh, it, it is absolutely true that humanity and nature are interwoven and part of the same ecosystem. So I think there's a getting back to that, that depth of the wisdom, the knowledge and the understanding. And I know that um, there's a lot of indigenous wisdom embedded into the codes. And I think this, you know, I really applaud this uh, incredible I initiative to, to start to bring us back into relationship with the natural order. I want to mention also, there are things that are complementary to this, um, the work that's been done um, by Pope Francis, uh, Laudato Si is an incredibly powerful and important document as well uh, in this direction uh, of restoring the relationship uh, between humanity and nature, which also uh, really does honour the Indigenous perspective very, very strongly and urgently, urgently, you know, calls people into action. So see, see the codes for a healthy earth are part of a a broader restoration process that's uh, a rescue mission underway Julie, that's really, you know, about uh, about healing that rift that we had created, particularly through the Western, you know, years of, uh, of of our philosophical divorce from nature, and now, you know, really looking to to heal and to come back into right relationship. Nice, Ben. I'm going to stretch you a minute and really um, invite a, a really deeper question of this. I really appreciate your response here. And as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking you have a unique perspective and you have a global perspective and you're coming from this place of unity with a lens of this interspiritual. Thank you, Teasdale and uh -huh. Kurt. Uh -huh. You know, you are so interspiritual. So I'm wondering how these codes will assist you in your work. And I'm, I'm, thinking specifically about peace on earth and it's international day of peace soon there's there's mm. so many activities going on how can these codes inspire facilitate support peace peace on beautiful earth? beautiful question and thank you julie this has been wonderful to connect with you long overdue so it's definitely been worth the wait but i think that um what's important here what unity earth is doing is creating space and holding these events sometimes people will say um not not infrequently they will say what's the point of all this you do have these events people come together they have a great time and everyone you know what what's the actual value that's created and it's a fair it's a fair question um i see the codes for a healthy earth uh, as being a part of the answer to that question. Uh, when we come together in, uh, in, in India, certainly when we come together for the Jordan River uh, in the Middle East, which is an extraordinary thing looming on the horizon just a few months away, um, uh, this idea of having a foundational document uh, that people can take away, tangibly hold and engage with, uh, is extremely valuable because the energy that goes into bringing people together and the energy that goes into you know, curating and cultivating and creating these events, um, for it to be really utilized, there needs to be outcomes. Uh, and yeah, we can talk about there's spiritual outcomes and there's energetic outcomes, and there are, um, but there also needs to be uh, you know, practical, tangible uh, material outcomes. And I think um, by raising the visibility 
for codes for a healthy earth and by uh, really inviting um, uh, acceptance of the codes for a healthy earth or adoption perhaps is the right word uh, to the codes of the healthy earth is something very tangible that Unity Earth Events can do on the road to 2020 leading all the way to the caravan of Unity finishing in New York City on Peace Weekend September next year. So um, having a foundational document, having had you know, Dr. Dr. Shelley Ostroff and Jan Golding and, and, and others that contributed to this document do this work uh, is extremely valuable for us at Unity Earth. And this is an example of how the partnerships really work and the partner where the parts come together, uh, you know, each of them do it holding different elements, to holding different um, uh, parts of the, of the great work, uh, as Thomas Berry called it. And, and, and when we come together, we start to see there's something forming here, which is actually the basis for a new, what do you, what do you want to say, a new earth, uh, a, new, a new era, a new epoch, a new age. We, we, we do feel we're in the crumbling of one age and at the birthing of, a, of another one. Unfortunately, the term new age has uh, become pretty loaded, so I'm trying to avoid using that term. <laughs> but, but, but essentially, that's what we're talking about. And I think that, you know, that, that what's coming, what's, you know, being birthed here needs to be founded on powerful truths, needs to be founded on powerful, universal, widely accepted, broadly accepted truths. And I think that this, uh, these codes for a healthy earth is, a, is, a, is an example of that and, and is a part of that. And so that's that's how I see that we would use it as Unity Earth. It's a, it's a really about laying the foundation for the for for a future that's based upon, uh, you know, widely accepted, profound, universal truths. Beautiful, and I see that being so reciprocal. I'm seeing that the codes are supporting the events and and the attendees of of Unity Earths. Events as well as um, you supporting the codes and getting them out there in the world. It seems really like this beautiful reciprocity there. Mm, absolutely, and and it's a that's a joy. That's the joy of creation, uh, and uh, that's the most I think kind of exhilarating part of this whole process, right, Julie? Is coming together with people like you and people that are doing you know uh, said yes to their mission and and are skillfully and courageously uh, you know per, per, per pursuing. Uh, there, yes, in the universe, in the world at this time. And, you know, Shelley is a great example of that. So when we come together with this, you know, great work uh, that gets born out of it, it is exhilarating. It's, it's fun and it is joy, uh, joyful to be able to uh, relate to, to others uh, in this space. And, you know, the beautiful invitation here, and maybe this is um, for us to, you know, sort of send out there, the beautiful invitation to everyone uh, out there listening to this is that everyone has their role. Everyone has their part to play. Uh, there's no big, small or medium here. Everything matters and everything belongs. And uh, who's to say uh, what's going to be the thing that makes all the difference? Um, it doesn't necessarily need to look and be big uh, in order for it to have profound impact. You change one heart or one mind, you know, that can be the thing that changes everything. So really to, you know, whether people are in a role of parenting or they're, you know, working their daily their daily job to take care of their family or or, or they're looking after an elderly parent or whatever stage or station you're at or whatever challenges you're facing in your own life, uh, you know, you're a part of this. And really just to, you know, call out to people to step into their full, um, the, the, to, to step into the full embrace of your destiny. Uh, because right now we need everyone on, we need everyone on board here uh, as we turn the corner 
on the planet and it is urgent and it is exhilarating and we get to do it together. And that's the great fun and the great joy. Well, that's a powerful call to action, Ben. I, and I want to expand on that and I'm going to go with you on this because I think it's really important. One of the things I appreciate most about the codes and everyone that listens to the show is going to hear me say it over and over again, because I have been saying it over and over again is that the codes are designed in their sophisticated simplicity that they create this beautiful unify unifying principles in this um, ah, I can't even think of the word right now, but what's built in to the codes is that it's designed to be self-organizing. The, the co-initiators, Shelly and Jan, that you speak of, designed these so that everyone is encouraged to pick them up and make them their own. And individuals and groups and organizations and corporations and businesses and governments and communities, it, it scales from the individual that is hearing you um, challenge them with that call to step into their highest purpose here to nations. And so when it encourages the self-organizing, the thing that I'm like really struck with in this moment, listening to you and your voice and your perspective is that these codes become a unifying principle. So as you're talking to our listeners and inviting them to step forward and be a part of this right now, everyone that comes to these codes, pick up these codes, again, that's codes.earth. You pick these up and you go, yes, I agree, I agree, I agree. And now we have this unifying principle that moves us forward in that unison that you talked about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's a beautiful design. And we've seen, uh, you know, Shelley do this with seven days of rest, which is such an incredible, you know, kind of elegant example of self-organizing, uh, you know, where the container is set and then uh, pe people, individuals are invited and groups inv invited to step into it in a way that, uh, you know, feels authentic for them. And, and I, I think you're right. This is uh, this is a foundation. These codes for a healthy earth, uh, Julia, are a foundation around which that self-organizing principle can really start to spin uh, and pick up momentum and pick up uh, energy. Uh, so I'm excited. I also want to acknowledge you uh, for the work that you're doing in really championing championing these codes uh, and being a champion for these codes to end with the radio show to get it out there and to really get behind it. I think that's extraordinary valuable uh, and uh, is going to have a huge impact. So thank you, Julie, for all the amazing work you're doing to get behind these codes. And I know that um, your, your support is going to go a long way to helping them really achieve that adoption that they need at this time. Mm, well, thank you for that, Ben. These codes are easy to get behind. They're easy to adopt and endorse. And for me, um, probably much like you, it feels like the codes were born for me and I was born for the codes. It feels like this is that secret sauce of the universe that we've all been asking for. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Deep gratitude. Yeah. And, and right back at you. So Ben, we have about three minutes left for um, some closing remarks here. And I'm wondering um, you do a great job really rallying people and bringing not only individuals together, but organizations and networks together. And so with that last 
three-ish, three to four minutes here. I'm wondering if there's anything more that you want to say to our listeners here um, that would inspire and that would really help unite and fulfill the mission of Unity Earth and these codes for a healthy earth. One of the one of the things that's really big for us, Julie, that's coming up very very soon is U Day in the Holy Land, and I'd love to just uh, share that a, a, a little bit with your listeners because it's all about uh, the environment, it's all about the river, it's a it's a living kind of example of what the codes stand for. Uh, in that we are, you know, really asking uh, for a change in mindset of how we look at resources, in particular water in the Middle East. And so our partners, uh, Eco Peace Middle East, have been going for a quarter of a century, laying the groundwork for this amazing, uh, you know, work that's coming. So Jordan, Palestine and Israel, it's a seven-day event. Uh, it's in United Nations World Interfaith Harmony Week. We have spiritual leaders, indigenous leaders, musicians, artists, the whole Unity Earth family coming, global partnerships, uh, partners with the URI. Um, and we're going to be going from the Dead Sea in Jordan up to the Jordan River, the baptism side of Jesus, down into Palestine, uh, into Jericho, down to Bethlehem. We hope to make it to, uh, to Hebron, which is a tomb of Abraham and Sarah and Hagar. Uh, very powerful places, then to Jerusalem for a peacemaker's walk, uh, up to the Sea of Galilee, to uh, Megiddo, which is the plains of Megiddo and Tel Megiddo, the, um, the, 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 the site of Armageddon, the, 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 the stories of Armageddon, where we'll be bringing the whole human family together to pray for peace, and then up to Haifa for the concert to finish with, with our Grammy-nominated artists and reggae stars and musicians. It's going to be an amazing seven days, and it's actually open to the public to join us. So we'd love, you know, for your listeners, if anyone feels the call to go just go to uday2020.com uday2020.com and have a look and if you feel the call to come to that it's called holy land living water and it's going to be deeply uh, aligned with codes for a healthy earth um, it's very much a, a living kind of manifestation of that so very very excited to see if there's anybody who would like to join us on that uh, historic pilgrimage beautiful a, a powerful invitation and there are other there are other events Do you want to mention briefly you have this fall and then what to look forward to next year here in the United States. Sure. So we're actually excited in two months' time. We have the uh, Melbourne Convergence, which is on the two-year anniversary of the return of Mungamant, which is obviously we started at the top of the show talking about. So we have the elders coming down from uh, Mungo area, uh, and we have Pato Banton, Grammy-nominated artist, who's going to be doing music. We're going to have a wonderful coming together with uh, the URI, the Charter for Compassion here in Australia, Unity Earth. We're bringing all the different groups together, so that's going to be a great coming together for the Melbourne Convergence. Then straight away the next weekend we're in Varanasi for the Varanasi convergence and that's also available to the public if you go to unity earth and look up the varanasi convergence in events you'll find that um uh, it's getting late but people could still potentially come to that and that's going to be obviously on the holy city of varanasi uh going to be extraordinary coming together with the united religions initiative we have a pilgrimage to saranath which is one of the buddhist uh, pilgrimage sites actually where lord buddha gave his first sermon uh which is pretty comprehensive uh, and then uh, celebrating the Kabir, uh, Kabir Fest, which is one of the great mm -hmm. mystical poets of India. Uh, so there's a lot packed into those four or five days. People will be welcome to join that. Then we have the Holy Land Living Water in February, then the Caravan of Unity uh, across America. And there's also planning going into the Caravan of Unity across Europe uh, for September next year. And even talk about Caravan of Unity across Asia, which would finish in Tokyo as we finish in New York and they finish mm -hmm. in London on the International Day of Peace, which is a long weekend uh, next year in 2020. So there's a lot going on. 
Uh, and somehow it's all kind of coming together, Julie, in wonderful, magical, mysterious ways, and yet with a real clear purpose and a very, very cl- like a strong clarity and cohesion behind it. So we'd love to connect with people. The Caravan of Unity Across America starts in San Francisco on August the 28th at Grace Cathedral, and it's going to wind its way across America, Vegas, Boulder, and we're hoping to come to Nebraska. We'd love to Yay. come to Nebraska and uh, and hang out with you in uh, in Nebraska. Bring the caravan to you. We should talk about that soon. And then it's going to wind its way down to uh, uh, Chicago, and then obviously finishing in New York on the final weekend. So really exciting things as we show up together uh, on the world stage with historic force over the next twelve months. Mm, deep bow of honor to you, Ben Buller. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for having me. And congratulations on the show and everything you're doing. Uh, I'm a huge fan and it's just been really personally very fulfilling to spend uh, this time talking with you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. We've been listening to Ben Bowler. You can find out so much more at Unity Earth. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. <laughs>